passing live this life, but son, we don't see shade. She caught my eye, man, make my wife. I know she wanna be saved. Welcome back, everyone, to a new episode of Inside the Dome. I am John Dodero, and I am once again joined with Carlin Jacob today. And little late, little late night recording for the two of us. I was busy today. I was doing uh, pre, half, and post for the WVU versus Marshall soccer game, and that was a huge game. I think I teased it in under the lights. Uh, WVU was ranked. Number five, Marshall ranked number one. Marshall has only given up five goals in the whole season. They were twelve and zero. They gave up five goals this game. That's alone. awesome. It was it was we were going crazy in the studio. Uh, yeah, the final score was five to two. The Mountaineers won. So I am just coming back from that. Full time. Yes. Yes. Indeed, indeed. But I know I know what soccer is. Don't you worry. <laughs> Yeah, I watched yeah. one game of the World Cup. I know it's soccer. <laughs> yes, we would definitely be very educated if we did a soccer episode right now. If you want to hear a soccer episode, tweet John on yeah. Inside the Dome. Yeah, Anyways, definitely. But let's let's talk about the American version. Yes, the American version of football here, and it has been a while since we have done fantasy football because the past two weeks we have not done it. We have had busy schedules and. If we had to cut something out, it had to be fantasy. But we are back in tra- back on track for this week. Fantasy football is back, and we are at week six already. Or I should say week six is done. We are going on to week seven, but we will talk about week six primarily and then give our thoughts of the week seven matchups as we go along. But as normal as we do this, we go through the studs and duds of each position in fantasy football. And then we will go through the top waiver wire picks for week seven. Now waivers already happened or at least the, the Wednesday when all the people are claimed already happened. So it's a little outdated, but we will say who is still available. We'll look at the percentage of the players that are still available. So we will go through all of that for all of you listening on Thursday, but Let's start with the quarterbacks. So, this week in general, I will say this. This week in general was not that big. No player in fantasy football hit 40 points this week. Not many even hit 30 points. Actually, as I'm looking at it, only two players this week hit 30 points or more. So, bit of a low-scoring week, I would say. A lot of... Teams probably didn't have any points in general, but actually, before we get to the quarterbacks, we got to talk about how we did this week for our respective teams. And then we talked about it on under the lights, but this is the fantasy football episode, so we got to talk about it. But Carlin, how did your team do this week? So I won uh, with a score of I can't tell you, but I won pretty heavily. Um, this week's going to be a little difficult for me. My running backs are both on their bye. But then again, Joe Mixon and Miles Sanders haven't been doing anything. So why does it matter? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, your bench guys could put up my defense, numbers. though, uh, both the Cowboys and the Texans are on the bye. I originally had the Bengals, and I dropped the Bengals for good. Their defense. And the Bengals did pretty good last week, so... I'm looking at defenses right now. So the Rams are available. The Raiders, the Giants. There's like no good defenses. I could take the Packers. Packers are playing the Broncos. That's not a bad streaming defense. I'm not going to lie. I think they will, might be mentioned later in the episode. But I think I'm going to do the Packers. Yeah. For my team, I won in both leagues. And that is very surprising to say, especially my 14-man league, because that team is complete trash. But actually, I'll start with that. I won in that league. I did terrible. But my opponent, shout to Tanner Lambert, uh, I went against him. He actually did the play-by-play for the uh, WVU versus Marshall game. So I was listening to him the whole time during that. But I did beat him this week by a score of 70-69. to 69. Whoa, Won by a point. 
Low scoring game. Hey, when I when it's down to Austin Eckler, I always win. I will say that Eckler only got ten points, but he came up clutch for me. My other league, the, the league that matters more, my money league, I won pretty easily. I had a very good week, and some of those players will make the stud list. So I had a good week overall, and the Cowboys defense are in a bye week. So you pick the Packers. I got the Cleveland Browns defense. And, I claimed them. I didn't get them. Yeah, so I have the Browns defense and the Cowboys defense on my Suck. money league. Yeah, I hate the Browns in real life, but for fancy purposes, it was good. But now, let's get to studs and studs. So, the studs, the top quarterback of week six, and I cannot believe I'm saying this. I had to add this on late because I make these on Monday, Monday afternoon. But this guy came out of nowhere. Dak Prescott was the best fantasy football quarterback of week six. He had 24.9 fantasy points. I I don't even know how that's possible. I am not going to lie. But the second best quarterback, Tua Tagovailoa, I did own him, and I started him, and I was very happy with Tua's performance. 22.48 fantasy points. So he was very good. Uh, before I continue, uh, Carlin, who is your quarterback this week did he make the stud list <laughs> he made the duds and you don't even have him on the duds i had geno smith okay how many points did geno smith have he had like nine we'll verify that real quick uh geno how many points did geno smith have he had 10, ten. you know what here's the thing if you at least have 10 points you don't make the dud list oh, unless you're special though. He Unless you're special. Okay. That's why That's I'm fair. putting him That's on the fair. dud list. And the Bengals okay. defense kept him out. Of the They were one for five on Ransom. That is true. So a little spoiler duds. for the duds there. Carlin duds. had a dud. <laughs> yes. But the other two quarterbacks I had on the stud list, because only three quarter, to my knowledge, only three quarterbacks had 20 points or more this week. Correct me if I'm wrong, but this is all I could find. The other quarterback, besides Dak and Tua, was Jared Goff. He had 22.42 fantasy points. Very good quarterback. He's actually, last time I saw it on ESPN, he is the fourth best quarterback in fantasy football right now. And I actually, in my 14-man league, I had Jared Goff as my backup to Deshaun Watson. I dropped him because I had three quarterbacks because I picked up C.J. Stroud for a week. And... I would drop Goff and have Stroud as my guy. Stroud is known as bye week, so I did a little reverse. And I picked up Goff again, and I dropped Stroud. But Jared Goff has been... He has not had a game with under 10 points yet in fantasy football. He has been a very consistent quarterback. I wish that was the same for Geno Smith, because when you picked Geno Smith, Carl and I was hoping that would be the case. It has not been. I'm going to have to go through and figure out what to do about quarterback, whether I get a quarterback or fix my running back room. But right now I have one, two, three, four, five players on bye this week. It's that time of year, people. It is that time of year where the bye weeks really kick in. I lucked out with Geno because Geno, this bye was like the first bye ever. So he's he's solid. Uh, But like both my running backs are out, which sucks, but the next week, I'll have both my running backs. What's really going to hurt me is when Tyreek Hill and A.J. Brown go out. Because they're both the same yeah. high week. But they play each other this week, so. Yeah, you're undefeated. So, I mean, it would suck if you lose to a bye week. But, then again, it is hard in fantasy football to go undefeated the whole way because of the bye weeks primarily. If you do it, I'd... <laughs> if you do it, I mean, I think that's an achievement on its own, right? Even if you win it all or lose it all, I should just win the money at that rate. You know, like you should, you should get it. like you should get like some of the money. The, I would the percentage say. cut, yeah. Like yeah, if, if you go undefeated in the regular season, because it is tough with the bye weeks, because like you could have the best starting lineup possible, but there could be a week where like some of your best guys are out, yeah, and yeah, exactly. there's nothing you can do. But, but it's nice because I have that offensive player in the flex. So I can put uh, Keenan Allen as my wide receiver, Jordan Addison, and then have two tight ends. There you go. The power of Carlin's league there. Because Ryan Tannehill is my backup quarterback. That is pain. That is pain. I need to drop him, but I can't. Yeah. I'll mention Tannehill in a bit, but the last stud quarterback, he doesn't really qualify 
technically you have to have 20 points or more, but he was close. Uh, Jalen Hurts at 19.9, so he was the only other thing I could find. But the duds. Now, the reason why I didn't put Tannehill as a dud, I know he didn't have a good week, but if you get injured in a game, I don't put you on the list because technically you were taken out of the game. So Tannehill did not make the dud list. But in general, Ryan Tannehill has been a massive disappointment. I blame it more on his O-line. It is. I was talking with one of my Tennessee Titans friends at the radio, and he said the O-line for the Titans is one of the worst in the league. So, yeah, Ryan Tannehill, a straight dud in fantasy football, I would say. But four other duds I got, and two of them I think are pretty much starters at this point in normal leagues. First guy, Brock Purdy. And Brock Purdy has actually not been bad. I'm pulling him up right now as we speak. So I'm actually going against Brock Purdy this week. That's kind of funny. He is the ninth best quarterback in fantasy football, but he had his first game under 10 points this week. He had 7.7. It's not a good week at all for Brock Purdy. But the next guy on the list, and he's he started out pretty good, I would say. Kirk Cousins, who is the eighth best quarterback in fantasy football. This is his second game under 10 points this season. He only had 8.74. Now, I'll ask you this, Carlin. You have Jordan Addison as one of your receivers. I do do as well. Do you trust Kirk Cousins in this offense, especially that offensive line? Jordan Addison got 10 points this week. Yeah. It's not anything crazy, but... I want to say he's horrible. I, I'm rocking with him. I think it's fine. Yeah. Do you think Kirk is going to – I mean, this is a time where Justin Jefferson is out. Do you think Kirk is going to get the ball to Jordan Addison enough, especially for after them, last week? For them to win games? Yeah. I mean, just yeah. in general, for fantasy purposes. Well, because how many, how many points does J-Jets get a game? Like 20-plus. Exactly. So if Kirk throws it to him that often, you know – I'm not saying he's good as Justin Jefferson right now, but I'd say he's like, I don't know how to describe it. I'll put him as a George Pickens, maybe a little bit less under George Pickens right now. Um, But yeah, I, I wouldn't, I don't see anything wrong with him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I think also, Kirk... we've had the issue the one week, sorry not to cut you off, where Jordan Addison yeah. got zero points. Yeah. And he was in my lineup. And somehow still yeah. won the game, won the series. So who cares? But I, that's because of Justin Jefferson. Yeah, like it that's... might be a good idea to trade Jordan Addison before Justin Jefferson comes back. Yeah, I mean, I think with Addison is that I think he's been very touchdown dependent most games, and yeah. that, that game with the zero points does scare me. And he didn't get targeted as much. Now I don't think they relied heavily on the passing game these past couple weeks. So that could change in the future, but I don't know. I think Kirk's cooled off a little bit lately. But two other guys to mention for the duds. Russell Wilson, a solid, nice 6.9 fantasy points. And Russell Wilson in general has been... I mean, he started off promising, but these past couple of weeks, he has just not been great in real life and in fantasy football. If he is your starter, that is sad. I would say, unless you're like in a 16-man league or something, 14-man league, and you have to start him, or if you're starting quarterbacks on a bye week. But there are better options. I would start somebody like Sam Howell over Russell Wilson, in my opinion. But the last guy, and I said weeks ago, I think to pick him up on waivers, because he started off decently, but Mac Jones has been terrible since. So for anybody that I recommended getting Mac Jones. For anybody that listened to that, I apologize. But Mac Jones had a whopping 5.9 fantasy points. So if you are starting Mac Jones in week seven, I pray for you. I really do. But enough with the quarterbacks. It's a very bad week for quarterbacks in general. A lot of average performances in general. like Guys like Lamar, Joe Burrow, Mahomes, they were just in the teens this week. So very average week for quarterbacks. But the running back position, though, uh, let me ask you this, Carlin. Don't say if you had any duds, but did you have any stud 
running backs this week? And I think I already know your answer. <laughs> Absolutely not. No. Yeah. No. Yeah, I I think I already know who one of your duds is. Uh, we'll get well, to him let, in a second. Let's let's go through these studs real quick. We got Raheem Moster, who has been nothing but fantasticness. I know that's not even a word, but I don't even know what to describe Raheem Moster right now. Thirty four. Point two points is insane. That Dolphins running game is just nuts, dude. I mean, I think he had two touchdowns. I don't know how many yards he had, but I'm assuming he had a lot. 34 points is insane. He had three touchdowns, two rushing and one Price receiving three. touchdown. Wow. Points are points, man. Points are points. Um, Travis Etienne, 23 points. Uh, Kyron Williams, 21 points. And then what? what's really good, too, is Jets fans. Brees Hall is actually doing stuff. I, he really is. You know, he didn't start doing things until that Denver game because he pulled in a 20-point week this week against the Eagles. That touchdown at the end did help him for sure. But, yeah, they've been getting that running game going a lot more, which is really good for Jets fans because if they make the playoffs, certain number 12 is going to come back, well, number 8. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, there is a chance Aaron Rodgers – could potentially be I back in the playoffs. That imagine. would be crazy. It really would be. But, I mean, then again, I think the comparison you can make was Cam Akers a couple of years ago. He had a torn Achilles, and he came back during the playoffs. So, yeah. I mean, it is possible. It really is. And he's already walking. Way. He is already walking, and that's crazy. He was throwing the football the other day. But I do want to say one thing before we go through the rest. Uh, Raheem Mostert, in general, I did want to say this. He is probably one of the biggest steals in the draft this year because I think he was drafted decently because at the time he was the starting quarterback because Jeff Wilson and A-Chan were both out at the start of the season. But I don't think people would expect Raheem Mostert to be putting up points in the 30s and 40s multiple weeks. Uh, if you got Mostert, congrats to you because you got a steal in your it's draft. It's going to be you ready for this. It's going to be yeah. interesting this week. Because Very interesting. He, he gets to go up against the Eagles defense. Yes. That's so it's tough. But granted, Brees Hall got twenty points. Yeah. Honestly, it's really tough with this Eagles defense. It really is. I mean, they have a great defensive line. I will say that. And it really just depends, like, will they be running it more or throwing it more? And I feel like they're gonna be throwing it more. So while you do have to start Raheem Mostert every week, especially with no A Chan, it is I would lower your expectations, potentially. You're still starting him no matter what, but lower your expectations a little bit, I would say. But two other guys, technically they did not make the threshold, but I will mention them anyway. Derrick Henry had 19.3 fantasy points, one of the few bright spots for the Tennessee Titans. Aside from that, it is pretty much a team filled with duds, I would say. And then Zach Moss, I mentioned him. Because Jonathan Taylor is splitting with him right now. And Zach Moss is still able to put up 17.9 fantasy points. At least using the double digits. Or in the 20s. Last week. So Zach Moss has still been consistent in my opinion. Even with Jonathan Taylor returning. So you could still start him in deeper leagues I would say. But Carlin just added one more player. Uh, Christian McCaffrey. At 14 points. Uh... Why'd you add? When him? did he get hurt? He got hurt very early. I think it was like in the second or third quarter. That's why he's there. Because okay. if he didn't get hurt, do you think the Browns would have won this game? They would not have won. I think McCaffrey exactly. would have easily had at least twenty points. So that is a good point. Probably but, more than twenty points. He had fourteen in the second quarter. I think it was like almost in the first. He had like eleven points in the first quarter. I was scared because I was going against him in one. Point league. is. Point is, he got hurt and still put up 14 points. I'm lucky my running back puts up 14 points, dude. I'm yeah. so lucky. Uh, also, I just want to tell a really funny story. So I woke up Sunday morning, turned on the Sunday game, uh, Titans versus Baltimore, and I saw Derek Henry running. I was like, go, 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 because obviously it's Baltimore. We're rooting against Baltimore as Steelers fans. Then I look at fantasy and I realize uh, the guy I'm going against has Derrick Henry. I'm like, stop him! Stop him! Stop him! What a story. Whoopsies. What a story there from Carlin Jacob. 
He does not know who to root for. But actually, you could start off this next one. Uh, the duds. I think you have a dud you would like to talk about. I have two duds, actually. No. James Cook, 7.1 points. Josh Jacobs, 11.3. Is that your running back? Is this his personal next to the note? So, okay. I'll address, I'll address the first two guys. So, James Cook had 7.1. I own him. Uh, I don't even know with him. I mean, he got more carries in the week before. But two straight duds for James Cook in general for the Buffalo Bills. But you would think with Damian Harris potentially being out for a while, our thoughts and prayers are out to him. But you would think that this would be good for James Cook. But the news is that Leonard Fournette visited the Buffalo Bills recently. He is not signed yet on the time we're recording this. But Leonard Fournette has signed with the Bills. So. That could make it a bit tougher for James Cook if Fournette starts to get used in the Bills' offense. And plus, he does have the name Playoff Lenny as well, so he could be used. So James Cook owners, look out for Leonard Fournette potentially. The other guy, Mm -hmm. Josh Jacobs, he had 11.3 fantasy points. I wrote down the word personal because, first off, I don't own him anymore, but I got rid of him, and I am so happy I did. I really am. Like I will say what he has been doing the past couple of weeks. If he goes off next week and the following week and starts getting like 20-point games. Well, here's here's the thing, though. So, first off, I laugh at the point that he's projected 17.8 this week. Here's the thing. He had 9 points, then 9 points, then 11 points. Then I traded him. So he had 27 points the following week. So people are like, oh, he's back, he's back. Then he has 19 points, which is okay. He That was basically... Both of those were salvaged off of rushing touchdowns, essentially. And the one game where he had 27, Aiden O'Connell had to check it down to him because he's Aiden O'Connell. But he finally fell back down to earth with 11 points. Josh Jacobs has been abysmal on the ground. You could blame the O-line, you could blame him, but Josh Jacobs' rushing yards have been utterly terrible in general. And he really gets salvaged with the receiving game a little bit, but... Yeah, Josh Jacobs is not him. He is not an RB1, in my opinion. He might get lucky a couple weeks, but I I just found him funny. I really did. But another dud before we get to your guy, uh, Damian Pierce. He had 3.4 fantasy points, and I've put him on the dud list multiple times this season. I feel like the only week Damian Pierce was good for the Texans was against the Steelers. Then again, that is the Steelers. So... He fell back down. Devin Singletary actually did better than him this game. They kind of split carries. So, all right. Damian, I get the Damian Peter Sanders, watch out. But yeah, Carlin, you do get the next pick here. I get the next two, actually. So, Joe Mixon, 9.2. He, I have no idea what's up with Joe Mixon. I have no idea what's up with this Bengals team. I feel like they're going to more heavily rely on the passing game this year, and then eventually they'll turn on the running game, which they need to because. He's my running back, and granted, he's on his fire this week. So hopefully they yell at him and say, you know, start running, please, because I need him. They're just going to yell at him. Yeah, just him. Just him. The other running backs are doing great. I really don't care. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, And then the other one is the Cardinals running back. Now, you're going to be like, Carlin, why are you talking about the Cardinals running back? Because Miles Sanders is my other running back. Yeah. And I think I'm going to try to trade him. You're going to try Michael. to trade Miles Sanders? He's been horrible. How are you going to trade him? His value is terrible. Exactly. You could get a bag of chips for Miles Sanders. <laughs> that bag of chips might be more useful in my team. Yeah, I picked up uh, Kanon. How do you say his name? Is it the Cardinals running back? Yep, Ingram. Okay, Keontae Ingram. Okay, he got seven points last week. And you know what? Probably better than half my other team. Did better than Sanders last week, so I'm taking it, honestly. Um, I have to start him again this week just because my running backs are both on their bye. It's going to be him and then Freeman from the Rams. Royce Freeman. Yeah, he's going to miss the Steelers. So I am rooting for the running game. (laughs) I will say. Steelers can win by a million. I don't care. I will say this for both teams, actually, because you mentioned both teams. So the Cardinals running back room and the Rams running back room is a mess 
this week. An utter mess. So for the Cardinals, let's start with them because I put them on the dud list. All of them. Because I think a lot of fantasy managers at first thought that Amani Dermocado was going to be the starting running back. He was projected 10 points for some reason, even after the report that Keontae Ingram was RB1 on that team. They still had him projected at 10, and he had like one point maybe. So he was a dud. And Keontae Ingram, like you said, only had like seven points. So he was a dud. And then for some reason, Damian Williams. It's been a while since we said that name. Uh, Super Bowl champion, Damian Williams, who should have been the Super Bowl MVP over Patrick Mahomes in Mahomes' first Super Bowl win. But he actually had more carries than Dem Ricardo. So that whole running back room is in complete mess. And personally, unless you're desperate like Carlin this week, I would avoid it completely. And then the Rams, they're not on a dud list or anything because Kyron Williams played that game. But Williams is out. Ronnie Rivers, the backup, is out. So they have Royce Freeman. They have somebody else. I don't know his name off the top of my head. He's probably picked up on waivers. Actually, he's probably in my waiver wire pickup section. Uh, He is... Where is he? Okay. Zach Evans is the other running back. So it's Zach Evans and Royce Freeman, and they also got Daryl Henderson off the practice squad. So that running back room is also a complete mess in general. So it's honestly hard to start any of them, in my opinion, unless you are desperate. So I did want to make that point about the running backs. But two more running backs to mention, the Ravens running backs. Both of them sucked this week. Gus Edwards only had 6.3 fantasy points, and Justice Hill only had 6.5 fantasy points. Both running backs did not do well. I think both of them are risky to start on a weekly basis, in my opinion. So, steer clear from the Ravens running backs going in to next week. I forget who they play. They play... Do you know who they play off the top of your head? The Ravens? The Lions. Uh, oh, they play Detroit. They play Detroit. And Detroit has a very good running defense. So, yeah, I would avoid both of them, in my opinion. But moving on to the stud wide receivers, and I feel like you got one of them, Carlin. Or actually, I think you got two of them, maybe even three, because I didn't add one guy because it was Monday Night Football. So you can go first. Who were your studs for this week on your team? Tyreek Hill, 28.3 points. A.J. Brown, 20 points. And I'm assuming you're going to add Keenan Allen. Is that what you're um, talking about? double-checking because I couldn't add a lot of people because I did he this before I don't think Monday he night. had a crazy, crazy game, but he had a pretty good game for what it was. I want to say it was a 15-point game. He got like It might have been more. Uh, no, he would have made the list. He had 21.5 fantasy points. This is the only reason I'm winning my games is because of my three wide receivers. The only exactly. reason. The only reason. You, you probably have the like best wide receiver trio possible. I could trade them. I truly it, could. And, and I'm you're in a fourteen man league, right? Yeah. Yeah. The fact that you got all three of them. Then again, in your draft, I do want to mention this to the listeners. They're wow. in their league. A lot of quarterbacks went early. And but Carlin and I why. were There's a reason why. The, because you have the extra player. Yeah. yeah. So, like, people have Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm 6 now. <laughs> and remember, I don't start Ryan Tannehill. I do exactly. not start Ryan Tannehill. I think I started him twice. Once because Gino was on his bye and once week one because I didn't know I could do that. Yeah. But honestly, but, that trio, though, that trio is insane. I am not going to lie. I have to trade Keenan Allen or something. No. I need a, I need a quarterback or running back, dude. Here's the it's thing. Though. I feel like I feel like those three guys alone on a weekly basis could just win you in general. Like I know. The fact that you can start all three of them on a weekly basis, you might as well just keep doing it. And there's no waiver wire pickups or anything for me. It's... I mean, literally until maybe like one of them starts to struggle or something or, or until maybe you lose a game. I would just keep rolling with the three of them. I mean, if they're giving you victories, keep yeah. rolling. Well, say. But, join that core. We just got Jalen Waddle. Welcome back to the studs list. Uh, yeah, well, it's not really about 
Yeah, no, it's not really but even a stud. He hasn't done much recently. Yeah, I'm a Jalen Waddle owner, and I'm very hard. happy that he had 18 fantasy points because my other two receivers that I started are both on the dud list. We will get to them later, but the rest of the studs for wide receivers, Amon Ross St. Brown was the best wide receiver in fantasy football this week, and I own him in my 10-man league. I'm very sad, though, because I would have this week had Amon Ross St. Brown and Justin Jefferson and Austin Eckler and Zay Flowers, but of course Jefferson went out. So my super team has to wait a while. So Amonora St. Brown had 30.4 fantasy points. Shout out to Craig Reynolds, the running back, for giving St. Brown a great block, which led to the St. Brown touchdown. So give credit to Craig Reynolds uh, for the future. And even to a St. Brown, they have weapons. They got Jameson Williams back. They have Sam Laporta. And St. Brown was still able to have 12 receptions this game. So he is still going to be heavily involved in the future. But another guy, I think we said earlier that Raheem Mostert was a steal in fantasy football. This guy is another steal. Adam Thielen has been incredible in fantasy football, something I was not expecting. I mean, then again, the wide receiver one position for the Panthers was wide open. It could have been anybody at this point. But Adam Thielen right now is the third best fantasy wide receiver at this moment. His first week sucked. He had three points, but after that, he had 20, 31, 15, 27, and 28. He has just been great, whether it's Bryce Young or Andy Dolan. Adam Thielen has just been great in fantasy football. He had 28 and a half points this week, so he was great. Uh, Cooper Cup finally had a game over 20 points. He had 27.8. He's the wide receiver one, and Puka Nakua suffered a bit. We will get to him in a second. Puka Puka Nakua, but okay. Cooper Cup. I love saying that name, but Cooper Cup had a great week. So he is back. Stefan Diggs had 20 points. He had 10 catches for 100 receiving yards exactly. So good week for him, wide receiver one. And shout out to Michael Pittman. He had 19.9 fantasy points. He has been very consistent, along with Josh Downs, too. He's not on the list, but I own Josh Downs on my bench. The two receivers for the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, both of them have been very consistent, so shout out to both of them. But the duds, I'm going to start this one because Go for it. I'm going to start off with my two guys. And I've talked about them in many episodes. Jordan was a part of multiple of these episodes. I would say I just hit my mic there. I apologize. But these two players, I hate them with a passion. Fantasy-wise, I hate them with a passion. Calvin Ridley. Week one, he had 21 fantasy points. I thought he was going to be wide receiver one. I thought he was an absolute steal. I thought he would be what Adam Thielen is right now. I thought Trevor Lawrence would use him consistently. I thought that would be the case with Calvin Ridley. Whoa. But no. Sorry. Oh, okay. Uh, No. He had 24 points, actually, week one. Then he went to five. Then 7, then 11, all bad. Then he had 20 points, so it's like, oh, he's back, he's back last week. And then he has 6. I'm done with Calvin Ridley. If I could trade him, I would. But my team is so bad in my 14-man league, I don't have any trade bait. I don't have people that I could trade for high value right now. I would have to give up Austin Eckler. Then again, he hasn't done anything yet. It's just tough right now. My team and my current position, I'm in a position where I can't trade people because Calvin Ridley has no value. And this other guy also has no value right now. DeAndre Hopkins, I don't like you. One of the funny with DeAndre Hopkins, the week I bench him, he has 22 fantasy points. Out of nowhere, he has 22 fantasy points. So I'm like, okay, he's back. He and Tannehill are finally finding a groove. He's back. We're playing the Ravens. Nope. Three fantasy points. And what's even better, Tannehill got hurt. So Malik Wills came in and did nothing. So I am sad as a DeAndre Hopkins owner. If Tannehill is not starting, I am not starting DeAndre Hopkins. And none of you should start DeAndre Hopkins if Tannehill is out. They are on a bye week, though. So you would not start him this week. But DeAndre Hopkins, I do not like you. I am hoping the Titans blow it up and they trade him to a team like the Chiefs. 
I would really love that. Speaking of the Chiefs, little side note, recently, the Chiefs just got back Nicole Hardman from the Jets. Nicole Hardman signed with the Jets in free agency, wasn't used at all, and he is now back with his former team, the Chiefs. Will that have a fantasy football impact? Maybe, but I hope not because I'm a Rasheed Rice owner, so I really hope not. But I talked a lot. Carlin, actually, real quick before you go, I'm going to say one more guy because Dan Smith, shout out to Dan Smith. I, I miss that kid so much on the podcast, but we got to see him in real life at least. So that was nice. But Dan Smith is an owner of this man, and he is telling me how much he wants to get rid of him. Devontae Adams had 4.9 fancy points. Not a good week for Devontae Adams. Uh, Jacoby Myers did better than him this week, and that's kind of been a trend some weeks. Jacoby Myers has been very good in fantasy football. And Jacoby Myers is a weekly starter, I might add. But Devontae Adams has had great weeks. He had 42 points against the Pittsburgh Steelers, but he's also had duds. This was another one, 4.9 fantasy points. Actually, back-to-back duds, I might add. If we had an episode last week, I would give him a dud. So 4.9, you kind of have to start him every week because he is Devontae Adams, but he has been very underwhelming. But Carlin, do you want to go through the rest of the wide receivers on the dud list? Yeah, I can. Um, So let's go at this. All right. Brandon Ayuk had 11.6 points, though he was under circumstances, as we said. But then again, you think about it this way, too. Brock Purdy just didn't throw him the ball. Yeah. The reason why I wrote that, too. I'm curious why you put it there. So I put circumstances down next to Brandon Ayuk's name. And the reason why is because Debo Samuel was out. Christian McCaffrey was out. You would think they would give it to him more. Like, you would think they would be feeding him the ball. You would think they'd be getting it to George Kittle more. It was really the complete opposite. So, yeah, he got 11 points. But you would think when those players went down, Ayuk would end up having a big second half. But we just did not see that. So that's why I put that down. Sorry, I was fixing my mic. All right. Moving on down. DJ Moore had 10 points. But he had 49 points last week. 49 points. That Bears offense went off against the Commanders. The Commanders did bounce back this week, but the Bears just didn't play great ball against the Vikings. It was a horrible game. Justin Fields got hurt at the end of the game, so we don't know his complete status of how that's going to affect. But I go up against DJ Moore this week, so he's probably going to suck again, which would be really nice. This is like I was looking. By the way, not to get sidetracked, this is probably my hardest week in fantasy right here. Patrick Mahomes, James Cook, Zach Moss, DJ Moore, Zay Flowers, Kyle Pitts, Mari Cooper, Brock Purdy, uh, some defensive player, or San Fran, the Washington defense, and Jake Elliott. That's tough. Yeah. It's a good challenge, though. And it's still your three receivers, though. So carry me. All right. Um, Gabe Davis, 3.1 points. Jerry Judy, 4.4. Marquis, 7.4. Mike Evans, 8.9. T. Higgins, 4. For all the yes. dead wide receivers this week. Uh, Jerry Judy. Everyone said, oh, Jerry Judy's going to go off against the Chiefs. Jerry Judy didn't do anything against the Chiefs. Uh, Marquise Brown, he's still stuck on the Cardinals. He got a horrible thing going to the Cardinals. Could you imagine him still on the Ravens with, uh, say, Flowers? That'd be great, honestly. It really would be great. I will say this, though, with Marquise Brown. He's actually had a good fantasy football season. He really has. I mean, he hasn't broke 20, to my knowledge, before I traded him away. But he's been in the teens. Like, he was a decent flex player. But but this was his really first big dud, I would say. But we did skip one guy. Actually, two guys. We hinted at this guy, Puka Nakua. He had six fantasy points. 6.6, I might I say. Uh, He is now officially suffering from Cooper Cup returning. So is Tutu Atwell as well. I didn't put him down. I really should have. He only had like one point, I think. The two of them have really suffered since Cooper Cup returned. And it's going to be tougher for Puka Nakua to get points. So he did drop a touchdown grab, so that did impact his stats. And the other guy, we did not mention him, Jahan Dotson had zero. Jahan Dotson. 
And he is a Penn State guy. We are, baby. We'll be talking about Penn State tomorrow. But John Dodson has been a flat-out bust in fantasy football. But then again, here's the thing I want to tell you. Who drafted Jahan Dotson? It's your fault because I personally avoided everybody on the commander's receiving room because of Sam Howe. I did not know what we would get out of Sam Howe. And we've seen a little bit of good and a little bit of bad. But I avoided Terry McLaurin. I avoided Curtis Samuel. I avoided Jahan Dotson. So if you drafted Jahan Dotson, it's on you for seeing this production. So do better next time. But that's going to do it for the wide receivers. So essentially from here, it's going to go a bit faster because there's not as many people for each position. So the tight ends, the studs, don't have too many, but Travis Kelsey was the best tight end. Shocker. He had 21.4 fantasy points. Just because so, I mean, Taylor Swift was in attendance. Yes, it was definitely because Taylor Swift was in attendance. That is why. It's not like he wasn't. He oh, no. Okay, watching that Thursday night game, because I know you didn't watch it. He got the ball so many times in the beginning of that game. He talked about on New Heights today, uh, well, yesterday, about how he was great the first half, and then he needs to step up more in the second half. I'm like, eh, probably, but also, like, you only get so many throws a game, you know? Yeah. I mean, they just got to feed it to Rasheed Rice, you know? That's my boy on my bench. Dude, so. um, and Kelsey had that uh, legendary uh, – Flea, not the flea flicker, what was it? The lateral to no gray. When he caught the ball and stopped and turned around, it was like, you're no. <laughs> really? Damn. Yeah, you didn't see that? Oh, I was too busy watching WWE lose. He said he did it all the time in practice. So, like, Noah knew something, like, expected it. And he had well, no actually, and so that's a good. Stop. They got the first time. That's actually a good point because I do remember. He did that actually a couple of years ago, back when LaShawn McCoy was still playing yes. in the NFL. He did a lateral to McCoy. I do yes. remember that. So he still has got that trick up his bag. But other guys, not too many others. Uh, this was a surprise. The Falcons tight ends, both of them. Kyle Pitts had another great week, 14.3. Johnny Smith, the backup tight end, 13.6. Both tight ends are being used. Johnny Smith, actually, I think I'm going to mention him later, but... John Smith has actually been, he has three straight weeks of double-digit points. Very surprising, but they're finally starting to get the passing game utilized in this Falcons offense. So, Kyle Pitts, you're kind of starting because you probably drafted him as your tight end one. John Smith, though, in deep leagues, very deep leagues, if you are struggling, he's worth a start, I would say. But then again, he can pull something like my tight end did, and I will mention him in a bit. The other tight end I want to mention, Dalton Schultz. He is kind of back. He was my tight end last year in fantasy football that helped me win my league. And this week, he is starting to come back. He had 16.1 fantasy points. So Dalton Schultz, startable now in fantasy football, I would say. But the duds. Uh, Actually, I'm going to take this section because I have had four of the five of these guys in my league at some point. So, I want to mention all of them. George Kittle, I traded him away for good reason. He had like 27 points one week, but he has had duds since. He had 1.1 fantasy point. I laugh at that. I think it's just sad. It really is. I mean, then again, it's a product of the 49ers having a lot of good weapons, but... George Kittle, even with Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey out, he only had one catch. So, big dud for him. Sam Laporta, I own him. And I think Carlin owns him too. But he only had 7.6 fantasy points. Now, the reason why I'm not too mad about this for Sam Laporta is that he was targeted 11 times. So, he was targeted heavily. It's just with the Buccaneers, they have great linebackers. And Levante David... Made a couple great plays on Sam Laporta that negated some big plays for him. So it was just a tough matchup in general, but Sam Laporta, still a weekly starter, still one of the best tight ends in fantasy football. But Cole Komet, I do not own him, but I put him down. 2.9 fantasy points. I think people were fooled during the Justin Fields insanity run, but it's cooled off now. So it's Cole Komet, 2.9 fantasy points. These two guys... 
What's funny is these two guys coming up are my two tight ends in my 14-man league, and they both suck. They both actually suck. Logan Thomas for the Washington Commanders. Last week, he had 20 fantasy points. So I'm like, oh, gee, that's great. I'm going to start him this week. I'm so excited. He had 1.2 fantasy points, was only targeted one time this whole game. One time. It made me so mad. It really did. And I would think, okay, Logan Thomas didn't do so well. So hopefully my backup tight end did well. Nope. Hunter Henry who was one of the best tight ends in fantasy football the first two weeks, has been utterly terrible since. He had 1.7 fantasy points. He did get injured at one point, but uh, that almost took him off the list. But he came back in the game, so he's back on the list. So, Hunter Henry, you suck. Logan Thomas, you suck. I'm forced to start Logan Thomas because there's nobody else available. So I am praying for the best. I am. I am in shambles right now in my 14-man league. So... Also, I'm going to add a guy on because he played Monday night. Jake Ferguson, my backup tight end in my 10-man league. I have Laporte as my starter. Jake Ferguson only had two points off the top of my head. Another dud there, but they are on the bye week. But the defenses. And I'll ask you, Carlin, did you start any good defense this week? I started the Texans. The Texans? The Texans. And they didn't do too bad. I think they got four points, and I'm pretty sure the Cowboys got five. Yeah. I should have started the Cowboys, but they no one thought that the Cowboys would do this good. But the Cowboys have a hard run coming up, so I don't know how good the Cowboys' defense is going to do. But I had the Cowboys, and then I also had the Bengals, but the Bengals were, like, horribly favored, so I dropped them. Yeah, I think there is a nice little stretch for the Cowboys in the middle of the season. They have like three or four weeks where they have better matchups that I will start them in. But it does suck, though. I was raving about the Cowboys so much, and they've had some great weeks, but they've also just had some duds. So I think they really are matchup-based at this point, just because of the fact that the Cowboys have gone the negatives multiple times. If they haven't gone the negatives, I would say start them every week. But right now well, it's kind of tough. Losing um, Diggs, Trayvon Diggs did not help their cause whatsoever. Yeah, it really didn't. That definitely did have an impact Micah on this Cowboys team. Until well, the first second, the only second that Chargers game at the end when it mattered didn't help. Yeah, that too. Yeah, the Cowboys defense, very consistent. But the best defense in fantasy football, to my knowledge, was the Minnesota Vikings with 22 fantasy points. Nuts. And they... It's they the just played game. the Bears. They played the Bears. Well, right? yeah. yeah. But the Vikings, uh, I mean, then again, they were playing against Justin Fields and eventually their backup, too, who their backup threw an interception. So they were honestly a matchup-based team to start. So I would only start them if they were playing bad teams because it paid off this week. But that's about it. They had t- 22 points, though. So whoever started them, congrats. Two other teams. The Baltimore Ravens had 13 fantasy points against the Titans. Very good week for them. And the New York, I'm sorry for that, New York Jets, who played the Eagles. So I feel like a lot of people steered away from the Jets. They played the Eagles, and they had 11 points against the Eagles. That is very impressive. I might say three three picks. Yes, the the three interceptions on Jalen Hurts definitely helped. But they are in a bye week, so chances are they are probably on waivers in some leagues. So the Duds. I only have two. No team went in the negatives oh, this so week. What is it? Oh, I did not even hear it. But I don't think any teams went in the negatives this week. But the Patriots had two points. They played the Raiders. Some people started them. And the Buccaneers had two points as well against the Lions. But I feel like you shouldn't have started either defense, in my opinion. But they had two points. Kickers. Did you own any stud kicker, Carlin? No, I had Koo. Young Way Koo. Yeah, Koo, I will be honest. In my league, I dropped him. I did. Because money is on the line. So I had to. I love Young Way Koo. He's not really been bad, but he just doesn't get enough fancy points. I'll probably points. have to drop him on his bye week. 
You honestly might as well just flat out drop him. I don't think Arkansas, anybody's gonna pick him up. I think up. the Chargers kicker is available. Actually, he's not much better. I'm not gonna lie. He's, but he's not. He, on the bot. Yeah, true. I'll tell you who's available. But I'm gonna do this because why not? All right. So let me click this button. Click this button. All right. Kickers: Justin Tucker, 19 points. Then again, play the Titans. So. Harrison Butker had 18 points. Brandon McManus, 17. Dustin Hopkins, 16. And Brett Maher, 15 points. Overall, it was a really good week for kickers. Unless, unless your team was undefeated going into this week. Jake Moody, 3 points. Jake Elliott, 1. I don't even know who Tyler Bass plays for, but he got 0 points. And I think he's a oh, he's the Bills kicker. And he's still he's the Bills kicker. conversation. I will say this. Missed two key field goals. And Jake Elliott missed a key field goal as well, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um, I will say, though, with, uh, real quick, Tyler Bass, uh, he is, he's the 12th kicker. He had two straight dud weeks, but the two weeks before he had 15 and 14. So he's kind of on downward trend. And he did miss a kick, to my knowledge. Actually, let me backtrack there. He, Tyler Bass, missed two kicks against the Giants, so he did not have a good week. And like you said, Jake Moody, I own him in both of my leagues, and as soon as I can, I plan on dropping him in both my leagues, hopefully for a better kicker. Jake Moody, you failed me miserably. You almost sold me in my one league. I only won by one fantasy point in my one league. So Jake Moody, you almost sold me. I'm not going to lie. But Jake Elliott, too. One fantasy point for the Eagles. Now, it is time to go through the waiver wire pickups for week seven. Now, waivers already happened, or at least like the main portion. So some of these guys might be unavailable. So I will say, sorry for the voice crack there. I will say what their availability is as we are recording this. So quarterbacks, I only have two, because honestly, there's not a lot of great options in my opinion. Baker Mayfield, he is right now, Actually, it barely changed since I recorded this on Monday. I did all of the stats for Monday, like what the percentage are for Monday, but it's obviously Thursday now. So Baker Mayfield is on 21% of teams, so he is still available if you need a guy. Let's say somebody's on a bye week. I know he had a dud week against Detroit. He only had 6.8 fantasy points, but the week bef- the weeks before, he never had a week under 10 points. So if you need a guy against Atlanta... You could start Baker Mayfield. The other guy I will mention, uh, Sam Howell. He is available. This number went up since Monday. He's available in 33.3, actually, percent of teams. Uh, last week, he was okay. He's on a here's the thing with Sam Howell, actually. He's only had one bad week. Uh, actually, he had one terrible week. He didn't even have one fantasy point against the Bills. But other than that, he has not had a game worse than 15 points aside from that game. He is honestly a half-decent backup, obviously matchup-based, but he is playing the Giants this week, so he is easily startable if you need a quarterback this week. So, running backs. I will go through the list. Some of these guys might be gone at this point, but Carlin mentioned him earlier. Uh, Keontae Ingram for the Cardinals. And he is available in only 10% of teams right now. It is tricky. He is the lead back. I will say that, technically. But you said yet, that he is only available in 10% of teams. Yes. You mean He's rostered? Only rostered on 10% of teams. I was going to say, you said like two different things. He's Okay, every time I say anything like that, it means rostered on 10% of teams. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. But I'm saying you said in, and I was like, that makes no sense, buddy. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's it's been a long day. It's been a very long day. We're nearing 11 o'clock p.m. on the time we're recording this. So, been a long day. But Keontae Ingram is available if you're desperate like Carlin. Start him. Uh, other guys, this guy actually got picked up in my one league, so I have to search him up at the moment. Uh, Cream Hunt. I dropped him, and I picked him back up, actually. Though he is questionable right now, as I am talking. Uh, he did not practice on Wednesday with a thigh injury, so that is actually something to follow. But Cream Hunt is on, actually, this number went drastically up. He is now 
rostered on 49.5% of teams right now. That number went up from Monday, where it's only 26.8% of teams. But he had 16.1 fantasy points. He's starting to get more involved. Jerome Ford is still RB1, but Kareem Hunt starting to be used. So if you need a guy desperately, he is there. Next guy on my list, and Carlin mentioned the Rams earlier, and this is a Rams quarter, not quarterback, running back, uh, Zach Evans. This number went up drastically since Monday. When I recorded this Monday, he was on only 0.2% of teams. He is now on 58% of teams. That has gone up drastically. So if he is still available, get him if you are desperate. Last guy, though, this is a developing story, I would say. But I put down Jordan Mason. He's the backup to Christian McCaffrey, but this is a risk. Because one, Christian McCaffrey might play this week still. But if McCaffrey doesn't play, Mason could be a good fantasy start. But then again, Elijah Mitchell is still in the play. So... There is risk with Jordan Mason. I don't know if I would start him, but if McCaffrey is rolled out, consider it. But there's not many more teams left. I'll do this quickly just because I have the percentages available right away. But wide receivers, Wondell Robinson, the first guy I put on here. He actually, this number has not gone up much. Uh, last time I checked, he's only on 5.2% of teams. He is now only on 9.1% of teams. He had 14.2 fantasy points last week. He is arguably, right now, the best wide receiver on the Giants. I think he's been performing the best. He is a second-year player. had a torn ACL last season. So, aside from Darren Waller, look out for Wondell Robinson. But the other guy, Curtis Samuel, who has had back-to-back good weeks. He had 14 fantasy points this week. I am assuming his number went up. It has. So he is now available or he is on, he is rostered on 43% of teams. So he's still available in some leagues. So if you need depth, get him. I would say tight ends. I only put one guy on the tight end list because honestly, a lot of the tight ends on waivers are just not good in my opinion, but this number has gone up. John New Smith had 13.6 fantasy points. He's actually the ninth best fantasy tight end right now. Three straight weeks at double-digit fantasy points. He's available in 36.3% of leagues. So get him if you can't. So I think I said that wrong too. Oh, well. Defense, the best streaming units to get this week. First team I got is the Commanders. I own the Commanders in one of my leagues. They play the Giants, so there's good fantasy potential there. Next team I got is the Packers. They play the Broncos. And there's obviously fantasy points up on the table there. Packers have a pretty decent defense, I would say. And then the last team, I'm not too confident on this, but I put the Rams against the Steelers. I've not been a big fan of the Steelers' offense, same as Carlin. But I we're Steeler fans. Even if we weren't Steeler yeah. fans. Yeah. Even if we I weren't Steeler fans, I think everyone could say the Steelers, you know. And yeah. honestly, I saw a take that the Steelers aren't making the playoffs, and I believe it. I mean the only oh, I way I feel it. the only way we could sneak into the playoffs somehow is if this offense gets turned around or if our defense carries us. Yeah. I mean, this team is going nine and eight and missing the playoffs. It's gonna but happen. It, if the Rams score more than four, not fourteen points. If the Rams score more than twenty points, the game's done. Rams win. I'll turn the game off and I'll go do something else because I know we're not coming back. Yeah, I mean, let's hope Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua do not go off. Cooper Cup has a good, or actually, no, let me say this: who's wide receivers. Cover, who's going to cover Cooper? Oh, it's probably going to be Levi Wallace, knowing the Steelers. Well, we so. just released Desmond King. I know that. He's done nothing. It's gonna be Levi Wallace covering Cooper you know, Cup. You'll have be. you'll have Patrick P. I know, but you'll have Patrick Peterson yeah. guarding Nakua, and then Joey Porter is gonna come and make a great play, and they get benched. So that's Pretty gonna much. happen. But, I'm telling you, I should be the head coach. Hey, Mister Rooney, listen. I know I'm an electrician. I'll wire the stadium. I don't care if you're adding a new addition. I'll do it. 
But I'll also be head coach. Hey, I, you don't even have to pay me. I really don't care. I'll do it for free. I'll make TikToks about it, bro. I don't care. I'll do this stuff for free. He's gonna swear. I'll please better. Do. I'll do it. I'll do a better job than Tomlin, but more importantly, Matt Canada. I will say though, there was a good chance. You look at what the Steelers defense and some of the receivers we've gone up against. Ayuk uh, went off when he played the Steelers. Nico Collins went off. Devontae Adams went off. Uh, the Browns receivers didn't do too bad. So Cooper Cup is going to have a good game. I'm calling it right now. He so is going to have a good Puka. game. Puka will probably do decent, but I feel like Cooper is going to have like this a couple digit catches. This is the game the Steelers could win, but they're not going to. I'm calling it right now. I I picked them. I think you picked them as well. Oh, I did too, because they're going to win. <laughs> but if they lose, John and I are not going to be surprised. Right, John? Yeah, I won't be surprised. It's really just going to come down to if TJ Watt can make a big impact this game. It's if That's our really... defense can make a big impact this game. I wouldn't yes. even put TJ Watt, but we're getting a little distracted. Yeah, the Rams' defense, though, I honestly could see them putting up massive points against the Steelers, especially with Aaron Donald. I'm more scared of Aaron Donald than the whole other defense. Yeah, because I do agree. The, the Rams' defense, all they have to do is literally show up on the field, and that's it because we're not moving down the field. That's no true. That's true. They don't even unless, have to tackle, you know. Some unless Kenny play. Pickett, unless Kenny Pickett calls a bunch of audibles, that is the only shot. Dude, watch Kenny goes off this game. I Just would wait. wish, but Dude, uh, any final, if he goes off, I swear to God, he's not even going to be Pickett, on any hey, list. Kenny Pickett's a good pickup. Just saying, such a great pickup, Kenny Pickett. He is such a great pickup. Is he? Is he? Is he in your teams right now? Like. Your money league is he on a team? Like, to be rostered? honest, actually, because uh, in my let me, li- let me check my that. League, in my league he's not rostered. He's rostered. So, so in my money league he is not. <laughs> he is the thirtieth quarterback in fantasy football. He has just been, oh, oh, it's just ugly looking at his stats. I was hoping there'd be a Kenny Pickett breakout. It has not happened in fantasy football. It really hasn't. But, Carlin, any final thoughts regarding fantasy football before I wrap it up? Uh, not really. Um, hopefully the Steelers actually play better. Uh, and Kenny <laughs> could be on the next week's list. I, I hope. I hope he's on a good list and not a bad list. But that's going to do it for us. We are just a little over an hour, so I think we did pretty well this week. So that's going to do it for Fantasy Football Week 6 Analysis. So thank you all for listening. Tomorrow, on Friday, will be our college football week eight preview, where we will be making our predictions. It will not be on YouTube. Here is why. It will not? Oh, yeah. I will be not here. I will not be in college football. So, John, you don't have to hear me singing Rocky Top. Man, that, that's sad. That's, <laughs> that's sad. It's so sad. I have to run up to my campground and close her up for the winter. Uh, my dad uh, cannot make it, so I am stepping up and doing it. So, with that being said, I will not be able to attend this fantasy episode, but I will fantasy have episode. my pick. Not fancy. You get what I'm saying. I will have yeah. my picks in for tomorrow, so you all will be able to know who I pick and who is winning. Um, it's going to be a good episode, Lance. We'll be filling my position, so shout out to Lance. Can't wait to have you fill in my position. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm just not going to read out your predictions, so nobody's going to know. <laughs> Lance can do it. I'll send it to Lance. I am I, sending it I got to you. Lance. No, no, I'm sending it to Lance. I want it to be a surprise for you. Okay, well. Well, no, I'm saying because we can have this discussion more later, but I'm saying because you'll know who I pick in advance. Yeah, I will. So I, don't I, know. I want just... you to pick. I want you to pick those like matchup games before. We'll see. So then you can we'll see, see if I picked. It. I've you already know? made some predictions already. I so, so yeah, I've made some. Actually, Lance, he and I were together earlier, and he he's been confirmed to be on the episode for a while. But he and I he made a couple picks already. Only like two or three. I've made like half of mine already. But Dang. Yeah, it's going to be a fun episode tomorrow. Me, Lance, we'll see if anybody else yep. joins with the two of us. But stay tuned no, for Friday's too. episode. It will not be on YouTube because Carlin is the YouTube guy and I am not. So I'll teach him next week. Next week. Yeah. I see John. 
I, I do the podcast side of it. Carlin does the YouTube side of it, just so everybody knows. But yeah, that will drop tomorrow on Friday, and we'll let you all know next week's deal a little bit more on Friday. Next week. But but that will do it for that. Make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter slash X, YouTube. Facebook and TikTok. For some reason, Carlin had like 40 likes on a TikTok thing. Whoa. Baseball. Hey, progress. Progress progress has been being made. So, yeah, baseball. It gets views. But make sure to follow all of those. Make sure to follow all of those. You can find all of those links in all of our podcast platforms in the link in bio. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Overcast, go to the podcast website and click the link in bio there. Other than that, I am hoping my fantasy team or teams, I should say, do well. Carlin, I hope you remain undefeated. I am praying for you. But with Carlin Jacob, I am John Dodaro. Have a great day, everyone, and see you next time on Inside the Dome.